0: Hello, and welcome to Mind and Money Show, where we talk all things mindset, money management, and our entrepreneurial journey. Along the way, we're going to throw in some amazing guests for good measure.
1: I'm Shane Highland. And I'm Gareth Shears. This show is going to change your life and teach you skills that school never taught you. Boom. morning we're uh, here with uh, with Lee how are Lee how are you very well thanks good and we're in your uh, restaurant in Pontcanna, Cardiff we're actually on scene live today yeah which is good. have you ever
0: Especially sat down live, but... here we, you know it's like is, is there any food going to come out to you now Somebody...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of time sitting down there <laughs> after uh, after service I like to come in or even like on oh, my days off at the weekend it's a bit lame, but I like to come in when everything's shut and just like sit in here and have like a glass of wine or
1: it is. Watch stick, the world go by.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just reflect. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, a, it's a nice setting. It's quite, uh, what did you say, 12 covers? Yeah, 12 covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I assume we only do one turn in the restaurant then, don't you?
2: Yeah, six people sit down at six o'clock and yeah. six people sit down at half six. Nice. So Try and finish as early nice. as we can.
1: Yeah, nice. No, it's a, it's an, it's a it's kind of a nice setting. And um,
2: how long have you been here now? We started a pop up here in last October. Which went for, it it's called forty days forty nights went up till Christmas, and then that went pretty well, and we decided to make it permanent and opened in january
1: nice nice no it's uh, it's nice, and it's kind of it's it's different than what kind of I guess most people would be used to going to like a, a i guess a high street branded commercial kind of restaurant and stuff where you've got hundreds of tables and and you're just is very kind of quaint and person isn't
2: it? yeah it's, this literally was someone's living room I think before I was doing this wow. This was a flat or something up here so this is well it feels like I'm in my living room I think <laughs> more tables yeah no it's uh it's nice so has it been busy at the moment yep uh opened in January and we've been like I said so it's only 12 seats so it's not like the most impressive thing in the world but we've <laughs> we've been fully booked every service every like every night since we've been here yeah, and we you, are until
1: July now. Yeah, because you do it a bit different than you what you don't actually traditionally most restaurants open on the weekends and so the last the kind of busiest time be your Monday to Thursday, aren't you?
2: Yeah, Monday to Thursday nights, Thursday lunches. Try and um, do the opposite to everyone else.
0: <laughs> I, I love that. and I think pick up on that later. The concept of you said, "Oh, it's not that big. It's perfect." And it's it's chatting before we went on here, talking about lifestyle and, and work and all that. Superb. The way the way you're thinking of here is is totally different to any other business owner I think I've ever heard of. But it'd be nice to chat more about it uh, later on.
1: Yeah, we'll touch on that kind of a bit later. But um like we kind of always kind of start out this this take you back to I guess where it kind of all began
2: for you. Yeah, cooking wise I I'd had a few like odd jobs. I'm from Devon, so I'd done the odd like summer jobs down there. But when I properly started cooking, um I moved up to London uh trained at carriages with Gordon Ramsay and then i wanted i wanted to live in london to train because the kind of the mecca of cooking in yeah. in the uk um so i always wanted to go there but i never wanted to stay there so i was in london for about 6 years worked with as many good restaurants and good chefs as i could when i was there um so i'd like I was with Gordon for a couple of years, and then I moved to Marcus Wareing, and then Tom Akins, who are all good, like British chefs. But in the mean, uh, sorry, like in my spare time, I'd always be working for free in other restaurants. So I'd be at Claridges, say Monday to. Sun, uh, Saturday and then on Sunday I'd go work in the Ledbury which is a two Michelin star restaurant I'd work there for free so I was just trying to get as much in as I could
1: Wow, yeah, oh. yeah, just to get the experience and stuff
2: yeah know. and then yeah and it, by the time I finished up in London I was head chef at a restaurant called a, which was quite we were on a bit of a roll at the time um had a Michelin star we we're in the world's best restaurants and I had my first kid and walked out because they wouldn't let me have the day off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I left that there. And that was the last time I had a job. Wow! <laughs> well, I don't well, know if they related those two things. Well, <laughs> how long ago was that? That was when my son's seven. So oh, okay, well, just when, when he was born. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't let me was, Literally, wouldn't let me be off for the birth. Not that I'm like talking badly about them, but I wasn't. In for that. (laughs) Wow. It's just that industry, though, I think, isn't it, as well? It's
1: it's kind of... Yeah, well... I I kind of assume it might have changed a bit now, but...
2: We're trying to... You know, only a small place, but we're trying to change it... Yeah. ...ourselves by, like, setting an example of the working week, um, how we... What we tolerate here and, you know, how we treat people and... when we're, we're, we're a high high-end restaurant I hope, but we're accessible to anyone and like you come in here and you flip- flops it's fine I do <laughs> <laughs> But, like, we're trying to you know change a bit of the things that I didn't like when I was working for other people that's good you effectively building
1: a bit of a different culture on you because uh, i can I, I don't know what it's like the, the what the the kind of restaurant trade was like in London, but I can imagine it was pretty cutthroat and long hours, and
2: yeah, it was very rough. regimented. Yeah, it was hard. It was like 100 hours a week every week for you know, six years
0: before you did the freebie on a Sunday.
2: Ah, oh, no, including that. <laughs> I don't think there is more hours than that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like the best thing I ever did. I don't think back and think that was hard. I think I was so lucky to. Cooking's like one of those things where... Or one of the only things, I think, where you can instantly work alongside your heroes. So, yeah. like, if you want to be a footballer, you can't just turn up and play with Gareth Bale. You, but if you cook... Like, I got a job in Gordon Ramsay when I didn't know anything, and I was working next to him. Like, you get to work right physically with your heroes and the best yeah. people in... How does that profession. work,
0: then? If you... I don't know when you say I didn't know much. What 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 level of experience did you have, and and how much? I don't know. Stress is there attached to it, and and are you learning something every single day from him? And it's just you're you're a sponge. You're soaking up stuff all the time on how to to make the perfect food.
2: When I started at Claridges, I like blagged it, like blagged my way <laughs> in, and I got a job as sous chef, which is like quite high up. And I had no experience in like fine dining restaurants at all. i worked at the best place I'd ever worked was Jamie's Italian. <laughs> and I wasn't very good there either. But I just went there and like worked for a day. And they just gave it's easy to get a job in any restaurant in the world, it's the most difficult thing in the world keeping it. Okay. You can just really? get fired at any second. But the first three months I was there, I I literally didn't speak to another person. I was just trying to learn. I, that's not an exaggeration. I did not speak to yeah. anybody else in the kitchen. Wow. I just was trying to um, learn everything I could and not get found out that I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Just well, that, that's a that's a good effort. So you working next to Gordon then? I guess in the restaurant. Yeah, I mean he wasn't there every day.
2: No. Like it was it was quite rare actually where I was actually with him yeah, but yeah. then when I left to go to Marcus Wareing he was literally all day every day in the kitchen really? I used to turn up for work at like half 6 and be the first person there or well, I think I was the first person he's there but it. Marcus was already wow. there and so I'd always be the second person in every day after Marcus and that was every day he was always like people think not all chefs are in their kitchens I don't know what he's like now but yeah. at the time when I was with him he was all day every day wow.
0: Is if you've gone to those different people is there different do they do let's say basic things in a different f- way each or is, is there a, a set routine or do you learn different tricks traits and all that from different chefs
2: yeah i think i've like picked up a little bit from everyone i've worked with like there's things i do now i'd get fired for if gordon saw me but it's what i think's right yeah. and you, you can't like because someone does something away like you've got question stuff. Yeah. Like stuff that I did at Claridge's, I would, if I did it at Marcus Waring, I'd get fired. Okay. But I had to realize before I did it <laughs> and then stuff I do now, I think they were both wrong, but they're obviously like way higher, you know, in the industry than I am, but there's things I do and I think I'm doing it better than they showed me. But yeah.
1: Wow. Well, it's because um, I, I, I'm a huge foodie, and I kind of like the style of kind of food that you do with the taste taste stuff. But it, the biggest thing that amazes me, you know, I'd be able to shed some light on this is that it is like an art, isn't it? Because it's putting those flavors together and getting them to kind of match and getting what you, like, I, I'm just amazed what you kind of get out, what people get out of food.
2: Yeah, it's, um, I don't, I don't really know how I come up with my dishes because I don't like sit there and make things and pair different things together and taste them and i just like think of a dish in my head and then i make it and honestly the majority of dishes this doesn't sound very good for me but like the majority of dishes we've ever done i've never tried okay and i've when they go out on like i'll have a dish and i'll be like tell lily who works here i'll be like uh this is new crab dish tonight she'll say oh how's it plated up and i'll be like and i haven't plated it yet you'll see when it comes out <laughs> <laughs> and that's just i just try not to oh, i pretty laid back <laughs> yeah, this... but um i've tried obviously i try every single bit of the dish but i've never there's a red mullet dish that's it's been on the menu since january because everyone keeps it's everyone's favorite basically so it's been what we've made now so it's been on the menu for like four months and i just tried it this week and it's, and I, I thought it was really good actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it, honestly, I hadn't tried it before that, but well, I did think it was alright. Well, it's, it's
1: kind of like, no oh, that's, that's, that's that's cool. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, like it, it kind of, it just amazed me. Like, like, like Christ, I, I've I've experimented with food over the years, and I can never get certain flavors to kind of work. But then, like, I, but like, I, I there, there is actually, I, I've been to somewhere quite locally to here which is doing that, and I, and they just haven't got the mixture of flavors right it's just like to me it's a bit of a car crash on a plate better yeah yeah um
0: is it the same then when you're saying i'm doing this and do that as much as the menu is always the same or has been the same will you digress a bit or change something in terms of how you cook it or seasoning whatever you may do will, will each one be almost unique or is it a set routine a bit like let's say us in in the world what in our day job we have a structure we we use certain technology we know what we're doing it's routine is there an allowance for a variance in your routine that not every dish will be exactly the same almost yeah
2: yeah the the menu's like at least six courses yeah and there can be times when there'll be two tables in here and they'll be having they might have three dishes. That are the three courses that are the same, but yeah. the others might be different. So okay. things, ch- it just depends what, what we're up to. There's no menu printed and there's no, no one knows the menu before they come. And okay. the menu can change every day. Like it doesn't, the whole thing change, but some dishes will change day to day. And I'm not with like the variables like kitchen wise and technology wise. I'm not someone that uses like water baths or precise temperatures to do stuff yeah. I just do everything by feel and so and I don't time anything so if I'm cooking a bit of lamb I just stick it in the oven and see how that's it's a skill in, in itself it because
0: you're not set to a, a regimental routine you're you're doing it on the fly and you kind of go that's ready that's done that's yes
2: yeah, it's, it's just I don't know it's just sort of what I've kind of grown into over the years where like I would get fired if I didn't use a stopwatch <laughs> app Tom Atkins, but or do something to the correct temperature. But yeah, but you're your own boss now. You can do what you want. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. It's just I just want to be chilled out. Yeah, because because I look at
1: that, like you see somebody behind the scene. You're looking, and they are literally timing everything, or the temperature's got to be exactly that. And you're like, wow, that is stressful in its own. Because if if you've gone over on the temperature, you've effectively ruined that dish, haven't you? If 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 you're doing everything to the to the set temperature and times and all that.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's easy to like mess up a bit a bit of fish, especially, but like like the red mullet, I must have cooked like a thousand of them now, so if I'm messing it up now, then I shouldn't be cooking red mullet <laughs> but yeah. what's the i guess what's the basis of your food style um it's quite heavy on seafood um very simple dishes like I'll never have like loads and loads of ingredients I'm not trying to be. Like doing anything crazy, I'm just classic French cooking, British produce, and mainly seafood. There is meat on the menu, but yeah, mainly like I'm from down southwest, so yeah, a lot of that. Yeah.
0: With with all of this, bringing this now, the you said earlier on about it's so only opened Monday to Thursday. Um, talk about what. What is the motivation behind you, behind doing Monday to Thursday? What what gets you out of bed in the morning to, to motivate you?
2: Family. Like I wanted people have obviously said to me for years, like, oh, get your own place. And I've wanted to, but I've never I've only really just had the opportunity to do that. But um I always said I would never open anywhere unless it's on my terms, mm. like completely on my terms. And i am been lucky here that I was able to, as soon as we opened, say we're only doing Monday to Thursdays and that's never going to change. Um, and yeah, so every weekend we have a long weekend. we cram in the hours, like Monday to Thursday. Yeah. I'll do like 70 hours or whatever, but it doesn't matter how many hours you're doing when you've got like family to look forward to at the end of yeah. the week and know that when I'm not here, I'm... I'm hun- I give my 100% of myself to them. I don't think about work and no, don't look at my phone, don't care about work. So, yeah, my kids mainly, motivation.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's massive though, isn't it? Because I think everyone kind of strives to do that, but we're always stuck in that kind of rat race and we're always, like, say you can leave your phone because you're not going to be getting emails from staff or I guess maybe so you might get some from suppliers and stuff like that, but I, I guess... Generally, you can just switch off for that weekend, can't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. literally like, I. Uh, I'm really into my career, and I want to do my best, and I want to be the best cook that I can. But, um, I really don't care that much about my job either. So, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it's never. If I stop cooking tomorrow, I won't ever think about it again. I won't care. Like, the only thing I care about is my kids and that time with them, and like everyone. I don't wanna be like number one in the restaurant rankings. I wanna be like number one in my son's life. I wanna like just have that time and I'm never gonna like work's never gonna get in on it, like never gonna affect it.
0: That's yeah. massive. Cause take away this industry, which predominantly is almost weekends, or um, you know, even people that are working in the city or whatever it may be Monday to Friday are probably still missing out on their children's um lives and growing up and spending time with them, watching them take part in activities or whatever on the weekends. And you're running a successful uh, business in an industry which almost does the exact opposite of does maybe Wednesday to Sunday or Thursday to Sunday, and you're no, I'm going the opposite. I'm gonna put my family first. I'm gonna work work out what's really important to me in life, base everything around them, and then base my work Around them, I don't know anyone else, never mind just in in this industry that does that it's It's phenomenal it's superb
2: yes i um I said to you, before we started, we're the first restaurant in the u k to only do Monday to Thursdays, so that was quite a big s- statement, I guess about what's important to me absolutely um but yeah, we've been open a few months, like I said, and I was just talking to Lily last week, who's the manager and we had a lot going on recently and like, you know, overwhelmed a bit with work and media and stuff like that. And I was like, do you know what? We, I think we I think we nailed that, mate. <laughs> like, <laughs> we It's been a few months now. I think we like, everyone forgets that we did that and we only open Monday to fr- yeah. uh, Thursday. And like, now we can look back and be like, yeah, we did that. We like, it didn't go, it didn't go tits up. It went like, we're fully booked, so... We we changed it, so yeah, it's uh, a good feeling.
1: <laughs> and and uh, I think uh, and that's the big thing, and and it's probably what most restaurateurs are scared of is actually doing what you've done, because you, you're going against the norm, aren't you? And yes, like the the norm is it's effectively nearly well, probably six days a week rather than seven, because most people are going to redo really a Sunday today the these yeah. days. But, um, but, I to but I think that's testament. But I think you did say as well, didn't you? It, it isn't just a few kids, but like there something with Lily as well. One didn't she have a gig to go to or something else so you closed
2: yeah we look ahead for the at the coming month before we put reservations on sale online and so like in may well we've got a calendar in the kitchen and half of it says lily off on it <laughs> she's got a holiday or like but this in may she had a gig on a tuesday night so we shut and then i was like Oh, it was really nice being off that day, like just work Monday, off Tuesday, work two more days and then off for the weekend. So I just carried that on through all of May and we just had like a bit of a rest month this month. Still work, still like, you know, put in the effort, but had a bit of a break. Does
0: it, does it give you the, I'm not saying the motivation, but maybe in other jobs you can get, really drained quickly um and, and lose your passion that but if you're doing it like this and, and everything is, is built around life and, and you personally does this still it, it's not seen as a job you can come in you can give it your all I know you said you do come in your performance way but you almost feel re-energized if I'm gonna have a Tuesday off great I can go back in and, and you're giving it all as you would anyways but you can kind of go, dictate how you want to, to do life and you just give it all that time you're almost refreshed if I need next Tuesday off Lily's off let's have it off next month it it just seems you can base everything around you and how you're feeling and if you need to go on holidays and all of that sort of stuff whereas most most places can't
2: yeah it's like the same like I said about giving all of me to my kids yeah how it how we do all that it it I don't know how to word it but it's like I give a hundred percent to my family and I also give a hundred percent to my career as well yeah. because they're completely separate and they're completely I don't go home at the end of a long day tired to my kids. Like my kids come to mine and I'm refreshed and like they've got me the whole time and then I come here today, I'll work till Thursday and I'll give it everything and you know, I'll leave everything work. and work.
0: That's because it's 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 there's a balance where most people in any sector of industry or wherever they're working, don't seem to have a balance. They're striving to earn as much money as possible, but they don't understand why they're earning it to the detriment of their own personal life. So there's, there's the, the, the imbalance between home and personal and work, whereas you seem to have it absolutely nailed.
2: Yeah, I think I've like, I think I do it all right. but I think I, for the first time for me anyway in my life, I'm like, I'm balanced but I'm on a hundred on both of those things. So it's not like I'm doing both things to 80% of my potential. Mm -hmm. Like I'm being the best dad I possibly can and cooking as well as I can. And I'm putting everything into those things, but then each thing calms me from the other thing as well. So they're like feeding off of each other as well. Um, And with like, I think there's a lot of, I don't, I don't know, but I think there's a lot of restaurateurs that, can't find that balance because they're, they're too worried about money. Yeah. And they're probably richer than I am, but they don't have, they, they're they not fulfilled. Like, I don't mean that sounds stupid, but like, I've got everything that I could want. And also, like, I've found by doing that, like, we make much more money now as well than I did when I was working 100 hours a week and, like, working my ass off and not seeing my kids. Like... I think being more motivated and happier and putting everything in for four days a week has resulted in like we're doing better financially than ever in my life.
1: Yeah, I I think it's brilliant because you're effectively preventing burnout really, aren't you? Because it's on your terms now, isn't it? Yeah. Whereby, like say, if you were doing a hundred hours across the whole week, then trying to squeeze family time in which becomes stressful because you wouldn't be able to because if you were opening on the weekends you wouldn't be able to do the uh the family time stuff but you know you can just hammer it for those four days and then you've literally got your time to yourself the weekend so you you balanced it perfectly that way which i I think is huge testament really and like imagine most people in the world are striving to try and do that yeah it's
2: it's, it's easy to do like all i had to do was work my ass off for 10 years so put myself in that position to be able to do it <laughs> yeah. but yeah. um and i think that's
1: a big thing i think that the, the the problem generally i think that people find is that they work in that that's off for 10 years then continue it for another 10 years another 10 years yeah, exactly. without going well actually i now need to structure the way
2: i work
1: and my process so i can do because You don't get that time back with your kids. They grow up so quick, don't they?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, particularly for like chefs and restaurateurs, it's like, oh, when's um, you know, I've got, I've got to be a head chef. Now I'm there. I've got to open my own place. Oh, I need to open the laid-back bistro now, Mm. or the next. You know, Mm. always the next one. And I like people ask me about doing another restaurant all the time, and I'm like, I've I've literally got everything that I want in like. In life, I don't want another restaurant. Like, what would I... It would take me away from this restaurant, and I want this to be the best restaurant, not, like, one of a collection. And I I just want to be a good dad as well, so...
0: You said earlier, you you touched on, I'm not the richest, but if you swap the word rich for wealthy, people always want to be wealthy, but they they get confused that wealthy and rich is all about money. Yeah. And you can have, you know, a wealth of knowledge. Wealth isn't just associated with money, and yeah. and and it's health, happiness, and and wealth. Um, and there has to, people get get this build up that wealth, rich is money, money, money. And It's not that way. It is the the whole concept of being being wealthy, but in other aspects of your your life. And I see people can say I'm I'm such a, a lucky person or so wealthy because I've got to spend time with my friends or and my family or whatever and making time for them. And it's it's not just about the money. And you, I know we've said it once or twice. You seem to have nailed that um, perfect balance of giving it 100 to both areas where some people or a lot of people we, we, we know and that we hear about will try and give it for both will have an imbalance. And at some stage, something will crack, either family life or um, uh, business life. So you seem to have absolutely nailed the, the wealthy side of it all.
2: Yeah, yeah, I hope so.
1: <laughs> so what do you do summer holidays?
2: What clothes do? Yeah, yeah. So I have my kids for a lot of the school holidays. They're both in school at the moment. Um, and then whenever I have them, whether, whether that's for weekends that they're with me or this. Holidays, we'd, we'd shut the restaurant. we like, Lily gets loads of nice holidays as well. <laughs> so, you do
1: effectively, you just look at the calendar year and virtually plan ahead, I guess, roughly what your service is going to be, then, I guess.
2: Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. There's no, I, I'd never work a day where I could spend it with my kids. So, I think we're going to shut for like most of August here and just wow. have family summer.
1: Well, that's amazing. And then back to it in September and
2: Yeah, and back to it like a hundred percent and refreshed and healthy and cooking well because I'm not knackered. Yeah, well, hopefully.
1: And, I, and that's kind of it because if you if you were trying to juggle it all and doing full full weeks of kinda of, and weekends and trying to juggle kids as well, it, it it'll just burn you out wouldn't it. And I think that's why people then do get the point where I'm like, I'm overcooking, I'm not doing this anymore, You need to go do something else.
2: Yeah, or, or even worse. Well, in as as a cook, worse they get to the point where their names on the restaurant, but they don't cook anything because they yeah. like, they leave it to other people because um, they're not interested anymore. It, they're not interested in it anymore because of all that hard work and burn burned out. And you see so many chefs with literally with their name on the restaurant. Not throwing any shade but, <laughs> <laughs> but um and they'll never cook. They'll like if they will never cook there ever. And I wanna again, like saying about doing things the opposite way. Um I'm the only person in the kitchen, it's only small. Yes. It is. But um no one else will ever cook anything that ever gets served in the restaurant. Yeah. Like no no one will. I just want to be responsible for if it's good or bad I just want it, me to be responsible for it and that be it like no one else cook it's not because I'm a control freak it's just because I want to I want to be I want to be <laughs> criticized yeah, yeah. or um, praised for my hard work yeah but like for, for me doing it
0: we chat a lot um, and over the, the three series that we've done on this about um to business owners and entrepreneurs and this that and the other that one of the big questions or driving questions is Mental toughness, mental well-being, and and how do you know? How do you cope and put on a, a brave face or a, a, it's not a brave face, a happy smile when you're having a bad day? But I don't know how you're going to answer that one because most people give an answer. But it seems you've got, your balance is superb. So how do you deal with the bad days that do arrive? How do you put that smile? How do you deal with being resilient or mentally tough?
2: I mean, now life's good, but like I think. I've had some bad days in my life. I've had been through some things. Um, Like for for years before I opened Cora, the restaurant, I hadn't worked for four years because I'd been injured and struggling and I got run over and I didn't work for four years. But And then like just going through some things. Um, So I managed to like come back from that to... Uh, obviously, it was during the pandemic as well. So, for a little, if I can like go off on another one, so I moved up to Cardiff in 2020, just before the pandemic, because my kids had moved here with their mum, and I lived in a the worst place you can imagine, like a bed sit with no heating and rats, and just because I wanted to be near my kids, and I, it took me months to get that like time with them, like through courts and everything and then the pandemic started and I lived by myself for the whole thing and I was wow. down in the dumps, same as everyone and having a rough time with some personal stuff. And I was just laying there on my sofa and I thought, I gotta get up my ass up and be a good dad. So I bought a table and I just started selling tickets to come and eat at my house. And then that grew and grew and i started getting more healthy i quit drinking and um you know fast forward a year and now we've got a restaurant and happy kids and happy me but i think that to go back to what you're saying i think the my worst day of my life has already happened to me so whenever stuff gets stressed well i hope it has but like whenever stuff gets hard here and it does even though you know we have a long weekend every week it's still hard like yeah. we had a week a few weeks ago where it just went crazy with like attention from media. And it yeah. was ju- literally seven o'clock in the morning. My phone would start ringing and it would ring till midnight for the whole week. And there was like reporters barging in here and people giving me abuse online. And, and it was the hardest week of my working life, even now that we've you know, got all these good hours and stuff. Yeah. That was honestly the hardest week of my life. And it was hard for Lily as well, really hard for her. But we just like motivated each other because it's only us two. So we keep each other going on those difficult days. And it's just, we've both not had the best of lives. So that's a good thing. Like it's, if you come from a really easy life yeah. and then something stressful happens, you're like, you can't cope. We got through stuff like that because that's not the worst thing that's ever happened to us. So it's like, I really appreciate it. and what gets me through is, confident that i've survived every day of my life so far <laughs> and like if i can do all of that today is so easy so it's that like knowing what we can get through that nothing's gonna like get to us now
1: super yeah it is tough for you obviously i guess be some dark places i guess and you know it like like you're saying when you're in that bed so it, it must have taken quite a bit for you to go actually I need to buck my ideas, sort myself out and get get back you know get back to it like do you know what
2: I mean yeah, it's not the easiest uh it's not the easiest to get motivated when you've got nothing to get motivated for, yeah. and it's like you know lockdown started when I was in that bed set, and I was alone, and like I said it was horrible, oh. but I got like my daughter was two, so I was like there was one day right. When, when COVID started, I think everyone went two ways. They either locked down and drank or they yeah. locked down and ran and exercised. Yeah. And for the first few weeks, I drank and way too much. And I didn't know when I was going to see my kids again. Like, I had no idea when I was going to see them again. So I was, had no reason to do anything. Yeah. And then just one day, I literally had a bottle of tequila in one hand and I was like, what do you want? Like going forward, do you want to carry on drinking or do you want your daughter in your life? And it wasn't a case of like because of drinking, she won't gonna be in my life, but it was like, that's doing nothing for me. Yeah. And I'd stopped drinking that day. Wow. Started running. I ran not I ran, literally ran a hundred meters and I was done. <laughs> <sighs> but it had been four years of like recovery yeah, yeah, yeah. from an accident and drinking and whatever. And I just switched on that second. Obviously, I'd been getting it wrong up until that second, but I was like, "Do you want your daughter, or do you want this bottle of tequila?" And obviously, I want my daughter. And then I just started like, I started running every day, and then that clears my head and started getting my brain back on track. Started working again, and by like, you know, I got my kids back. Went to court. Yeah, yeah. Got my kids back. Became a good dad. Super. And then I was running like eighty miles a week in the really? during the pandemic. I couldn't do wow. that now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like wow. just got off my ass.
1: Yeah, and I mean that, and that's, that's superb to be able to kind of do that because it's so easy just to have kept going and spiraling and spiraling. It could have been, couldn't it? Yeah, I, people. I don't do.
2: think I could have got much worse. To be honest, it was like yeah. lowest point. But yeah, yeah. it's the opposite to how I am now, so it's yeah. better to like.
1: But you know, you can always think back to that. Can't even say. Well, like you said. You know, I, if if this is crap now, I can remember what really crap was. Yeah. And I yeah. always,
2: like like I said, like when Lily struggles, which everyone does, I always say to her, like, the, the difficult days are the best days. Like you just haven't realized. You just, in a year, you'll think the hard days are the best days. Obviously, the days with the kids at the weekend are quite nice as well. But like, yeah. don't I don't learn a lot from that. I learn from going through stuff and working hard yeah exactly you
0: can see now where you have the the concept of long weekends and as you said the the understanding where that's come from and why not working the weekends and spending time with the kids and all that is is vitally important when you know that background there that that puts a lot of stuff into perspective Yeah. yeah superb. cheers for sharing that's um yeah it's well
1: well so the, the your first step out of that was the supper club you did, wasn't it? How did, how did yeah, that
2: work? I started a supper club in my living room. So, so, that
1: was mid-pandemic then, I guess.
2: Yeah. When we were, what was
1: the second phase, I
2: guess was it we were coming? It was in twenty twenty. It was the it was first when hospitality could open again. It was literally the first day. Um, yeah, the supper club was fully booked for. The, well, I did it for like. In total, o- over a year, but with like breaks for lockdowns and hospitality closing, but it was fully booked for the whole, every day, for the whole thing.
1: So what was that, just table of four, was it? Or two or whatever?
2: Table of six. Six. Um, but I because of COVID and everything, I would only take one booking. Yeah. So if it was three people, I would just cook for three people that day or, um, but then I was like working seven days a week because it was when I, was, the kids weren't with me and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. And then, when they I started having the kids more i would so I'd have them for three days and then I'd work eleven days, yeah, to just that's broke, like trying to get some money, get out yeah, of there, yeah. get into here, keep improving hopefully
1: well so what what was the setup of the supper club then? did just
2: intrigued. it was just my living room it was just like. Yeah, literally just a table and chairs.
1: Different menu every time, or do you stick to a similar sort of theme?
2: It was, it was the same like here, where it was six-course menu. Yeah. It changed like seasonally, and if people came back, which a lot of people did, I would do, um, I'd do them a different menu every time. But then they got people that had been like ten times. Really, <laughs> I don't know that many dishes, so wow. I'd be like, "Oh, tell me your favourites and I'd make them again." <laughs> wow. um And that was effectively in your
1: living room. Um, How did you advertise that then, just on social media?
2: Yeah, just... I was like... Like I said, I was doing all right before I stopped cooking. So I was lucky that people wrote about it when I started again. People wanted me to start again and came to dinner and I don't have to... I stopped doing the supper club after... Yeah, after... I don't know. I think since... After a lockdown had finished, I did it six months without yeah. any breaks, and then I thought I can't really take this any further because it's, it's like got to its peak really. So I just said I was stopping it. I don't know what I was going to do afterwards. I was just going to. I used to be a music promoter, so I was planning just going back to that, <laughs> but then this uh, Milkwood who owned this building got in touch and asked me to do a pop up. So I did that, and now I'm still there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: So, money because we we talk—that's our our day job. Um, it's financial freedom and the ability to do what you want when you want. Um, and we kind of say to people, "Do you do you know your numbers? Do you know what the future holds?" But it's a bit different for you. I'm I'm. I, you know, I've we've never dealt with somebody that kind of knows. What's the most important thing is probably not the numbers to me, yeah and it's the family,
2: yeah, I mean, um this doesn't make it as a business man, but I don't like look at what we make. I just know like as long as the outcome is income, like yeah, I know that I just told you where I was two years ago, yeah, I'm not in a bed sit anymore, like I know my kids have got a happy life, I. I I don't own it, but I live in a well-nice house across the road now, yeah. which is like novel for me. I can't believe this. Like, I'm not motivated by money at all, but I'm like, feel like I'm an imposter in my life at the moment because it's go that side of things is really like really good, and um, it's all a bit weird. Like looking around at all the space in my house, and like I can afford new clothes and stuff and not like I'm not loaded but I'm not in a bed set anymore and I don't need to look at my accounts or anything so it's I really really, I'm free I'm as free as I want to be already so I'm not I don't I'm not thinking like how I'm going to make more next year I'm thinking I don't need anymore yeah I've just got literally got everything I want already the happy place yeah yeah it's not about it's not about money for me. It genuinely isn't. No, I can see that from what you've said, Jeremy.
1: Yeah. It's kind of, um, there's, there's more to it than that, isn't there?
2: Yeah. And I think this is like cheesy, but people always say like, if you're looking for money, you won't find it, don't they? They're like, if you go out with that intention to make money, you'll never have enough. It will never be enough for you. Yeah. Whereas if you do something you want to do, and the, the, the only reason I cook is because I want to be the best chef. And I'm not, yeah. But I'm, I'm improving. Yeah, I'm not cooking for money. But then, if you're doing something that you really want to, uh, I'm like in competition with myself. So I'm like so motivated to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then the money just, the money comes like, yeah. it just happens. I don't know why, but because it's not my expertise. That's yours, isn't it? But like,
0: <laughs> it's like you said people associate happiness with money and how many people have lots of money and are not happy um, and how many people have no money and are very happy. It's, happiness is not defined by richness of cash. It's defined by the happiness that you can you can allow life to be uh, for yourself.
2: And yeah, I found as well like when I started trying to be, well not trying to be different, I just am, but like doing things differently not caring like that somewhere like a couple of years ago i just stopped caring in a a good way about anything apart from my kids yeah and before i used to follow all the chefs all the restaurants on social media and i i was just like i don't know jealous or like comparing myself and now i follow one person on instagram and i follow two people on twitter and that's my kids school classes and that's i don't know what's happening in any restaurants anywhere i don't know who's got a michelin star i don't know who works where and i don't care at all i really don't care about any of it not in a like egotistical way just i'm only focused on here yeah and like doing things to make me happy and my kids happy and lily and the other people in my life and then a weird thing happened where Me and lily with no experience well experience but not uh, running a restaurant yeah we just enjoyed it and worked hard and people just started paying us for enjoying ourselves and that's just what we do now
0: and that is that the whole thing of of this type of dining is people are paying for the experience not the food because you can get food cheaper it's the whole experience and what they yeah i don't think
2: they're coming here because they're hungry i think they're coming like they're not coming here to fill up they're coming here to Mm -hmm. I don't even think I don't even know if they care about the food that much. I think they just like being in here and Lily talking to them. Like I get far, far more emails and messages every week about Lily being great than I do about the food. No one cares about my food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she's outshone me. She's like, she's honestly, she's she's only twenty two and she's never worked in a restaurant before she started here. Okay. And she runs this. I know it's not that big, but she runs it so well. And I've worked with lots of obviously like lots of michelin uh lots of maitre d's in michelin style restaurants i've seen hundreds and hundreds of waiters and managers i'm not saying this because she works here but i swear she's the best at that i've ever seen anywhere and at 22 as well superb she does she does brilliant and she's like the reason why it's successful here is because of that, because she's got that attitude. So. I'm sure
0: something has to do with the food as well. A small part Honestly, has to I be the food. I, <laughs> I don't think
2: people
1: care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. No, but it, it, you're right, though. I think I, I, I don't always come to a place like yours because of the food. It is the experience and the kind of, I think, a little bit being involved in the story as well.
2: Yeah, the... There's people that come here now and they've been they've been down in my flat. Down, I used to live down the bay at the supper club. So they've been there. They've been like I don't know, five times there. And they've been to a pop-up here that we did when there was no heating and the lights kept tripping. And so it was like a well-basic thing. And then they're here. They come now and they're still regulars in the restaurant. Yeah. And then they've seen the whole thing of like they saw where I was back then. And it's, yeah, people like the story. It's, it's a good, you know. It's it's been a bit wild the last couple of years, but it's but isn't
0: that part of the fun of the story.
2: Yeah, it wasn't that fun when I was doing it. No, but... I can imagine <laughs> But I'm gl- it's good to look back. It's good it's yeah. gonna make a good cookbook one day with stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So I guess we always kind of finish up with uh what's next for you, for Cora Oh
2: uh try and get good enough at cooking that i can take some more seats out of this room and cook for less people um i just want to be the best chef like that's it i'm just i don't i just want to be the best at what i'm doing uh, i've got a long way to go but i'm i'm going out like i'm going the right direction yeah. um aside from that i just want my kids to be happy, stay happy, I want Lily to be happy, um, I, there's not much else I'm aiming for, to be honest, I'm happy with what I got, yeah. I just want to be better at cooking. It's yeah, good enough for us, that's, uh, that's brilliant.
1: Are like, you happy?
2: Am I happy? Yeah, yeah, I'm very that's priceless. Yeah. that That's
0: priceless, you can't put a price yeah. on that.
2: No, no, I've literally, I'm content as well, like, well it's content
0: huge. that's huge yeah. people strive for that They're very rich people and can never find it and to be, to be able to find it it just proves that money is not the be-all and end-all it's there's more important things in life yeah than that and happiness is probably happiness and health of family and friends is probably up there on the top and if you have all of them then it's a great starting point
1: exactly yeah superb what's your space
0: thank you very much for that. really you. really yeah. Uh, uh, enlightening here and the, the the backstory and not knowing that and knowing where you 've come from now it 's superb so yeah. best to look at it all.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Thanks for listening and if you enjoyed this episode then please subscribe and remember to follow us on social media for more content like this.